Praise the Lord and welcome to Greater Refuge Temple, D.C., better known as GRTDC. We're so glad you chose to join us today. We're expecting a mighty move of God and we're believing that He's going to move in your life today. And while you're waiting for service to begin, hit the share button to let your family and friends know that GRTDC is the place to be. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Thank you. We're the Wilkerson family. I'm Minister Adrian. And Sister Tiffany. I'm Andrew. And I'm Lori. And we pray that you're blessed by this service too. Thank you.
your faith works. Hallelujah. If you choose to believe it, it shall be. Hallelujah. He said, according to your faith, it shall be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to pray believing. Hallelujah. Praise believing. Live believing that our God can do even greater. Hallelujah. That it hasn't been done yet, but it will be done. Hallelujah. So we exalt his name. We exalt his name. We praise his name because we know he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could even imagine. We serve a mighty God. We can't fathom his wonder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He is exalted. The king is exalted. And I will praise. Him. He is exalted, the King is exalted, and I will praise His name. He is Lord, forever His truth shall
Lord Jesus Christ, we do thank you and we praise your wonderful name, God. We thank you, Lord, for another time you have brought us together here in this building, in this one place, God. We come to lift you and magnify you, O oh God. Giving all glory unto you, Jesus, for you are Lord. You are our Savior. You are our Redeemer. It's you, God, that woke us up this morning, God, and got us started on our way. Father, we wouldn't be here without you, God, so we humbly give you praise, God. We thank you, O oh God, for your grace and mercy. We thank you for peace in the name of Jesus, O oh God. Peace of mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, O oh God, for the ability to love, O oh God. Hallelujah. You gave us that, God, and we are so grateful. And we give you praise for it, O oh God. We ask you, O oh God, to walk in this place today, O oh God. Speak to our needs, O oh God. You know everything, O oh God. We stand in need of God. We give it to you. Hallelujah, have your way, Jesus. We ask you to bind the hand of the enemy, oh God. He come, he tried to steal our joy, oh God. But oh God, help us, oh God, that we keep our focus on you, Jesus, that we know, oh God, without any shadow or any doubt, you are our Lord, that you are our Savior, oh God. We come now casting our cares upon you, for we know you care for us, God. Walk in this building, oh God. Use the man of God that stand before us, oh God. Use him greatly and mightily. In the name 
name of Jesus that we hear what thus says the Lord, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We give it all to you, oh God. You are Lord. You are Savior. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Amen. Psalms, praise God, 113. Glory to God, hallelujah. 113, praise God. It reads, praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Bless be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? who humbled himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the needy out of the dunghills, that he may set him with princes and even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Come on. Praise ye the Lord. Come on. Praise ye the Lord. I don't believe. Praise ye the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Bless his wonderful name. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Bless him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm grateful today. Are you grateful also for his many blessings just because he's God and because he chose us? He appointed us. He justified us. Hallelujah. He saved us. He keeps us. He's a good God. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
some praise hallelujah challenge somebody to let the praise flow from your heart not just from your lips but flow from your heart come on and worship him this morning come on and give him glory this morning he's worthy how many know the Lord is worthy this morning hallelujah how many come to praise him this morning Hallelujah, the bow before our great God, who is worthy of our worship, going from my heart on the issues of with a heart of thanksgiving because we are grateful for what the Lord has done for us. And as David said, he had done great things for us. Whereof our hearts are glad. Our praise is simply a response to the goodness of God. Because God has been good to each and every one of us. We want to, amen, transition to the next portion of this service, and that is on. It's offering time. It's time to give to the Lord. David said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his goodness toward me? He said, I will take the cup of salvation and I will call upon the name of the Lord. We're so grateful today. Amen. And it is offering time. Amen. And we're so grateful to have substance to be able to give unto the Lord. In a day and a time like this, 
Amen. God has blessed us to be able to sacrifice and to give unto the kingdom of God. Amen. To keep his work going forward because there are souls that need to be saved. There are lives that need to be delivered. Amen. And it takes substance. It takes your support. Amen. To continue to keep us going forward. Amen. So we are so grateful. Amen. Let us all, amen, stand as we prepare to give unto the Lord. Amen. The Bible said, good measure, pressed down and shaken together. Amen. Shall men give into their bosom. And the word of the Lord says, amen, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And the Lord all issues a challenge to each and every one of us in these dying times. Amen. He said, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord. I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive. Amen. How many know God keeps his word? Amen. So if we sacrifice, God will bless us. He will bless us abundantly and always cause us to triumph through him. Amen. We want to, amen, tell those that are worshiping with us virtually. Amen, that they can, amen, look at the instructions at the bottom of the screen, amen, and they want to give, amen, follow those instructions, amen, give look by, amen, one ministry, amen, hallelujah, you can give by check, amen, or you can send your offerings in, but by all means, let us support the work of the kingdom and let us give, amen, with a cheerful heart, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. As we bless the offering. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to give. You have blessed us and have given us the ability to give because you have been good to us. We thank you not only for the physical substance that you've given us, but for our life, our health, and strength. Oh, God, our health and our strength is more than the money we hold in our pockets, Lord. We thank you for keeping us through this pandemic keeping our bodies and keeping our minds and even when Satan has attacked our bodies Lord you've allowed us to recover hallelujah and we thank you Lord we thank you for your favor and we thank you for favor upon our families and our loved ones Lord we ask that you would bless this offering Lord we ask that you would let it be for the upbuild of your kingdom Lord God that your house may continue to go forward in kingdom work we we thank you. We praise you for all things in Jesus' name. And let everyone say amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask that you would follow the directions of the ushers. Just face the wall. Amen. And they will instruct you. Amen. To proceed to give in Jesus' name.
Amen. And thank you for your giving and for your sacrifice to the kingdom of God. Amen. At this time, are you ready for the word? Amen. Come on, give God a praise of expectation of deliverance through his word. Amen. At this time, we're not going to delay the time. We're going to give, give place for the most important part of this and every service, and that is the preaching of the word of God. Stand at this time and receive our senior pastor of the Refuse Temple Church of our Lord Jesus Christ, Bishop William Michael Fields. Receive him with a hearty amen. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise this morning. Oh, come on, praise him like you love him. Praise him like you love him this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The Sandama. Glory be to God. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonderful Savior. Glory. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. You may be seated. It is of the Lord's mercies that we have not been consumed. His compassions, they faileth not, yet they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord has been good to you. Amen. You could have woke up this morning in Tornado Alley. House destroyed. But the Lord has you here. We're praying for those uh, in Kentucky and other parts of the country who are going through, we're praying for you. And um, we've been reaching out to the saints in that area. The Lord is keeping them and protecting them. Uh, we haven't heard of any loss of life among the saints. Uh, so we're praising God. He's yet keeping. And we're praying for those who have suffered loss, whatever that loss was, knowing that God is able to keep you during this time. I say praise the Lord to you again. Amen. The Lord has been faithful to us. Uh, he has been keeping us. Uh, and every time I watch the news, uh, it comes to me that the Lord is yet keeping us, uh, keeping us He's keeping us. Yeah. He's keeping us. Uh, the oldest saints used to say, in our right minds. Hallelujah. He's keeping us. Watching over us. Keeping us from danger seen. And unseen. Just lift your hands where you are. I feel like worshiping him. Yeah. 
Has it occurred to you, even just this morning, it occurred to me that something could have happened while I was sleeping. He didn't have to wake me up this morning. I, and even as I walked in the building today, it occurred to me that someone could be wheeling me in this building. But he allowed me to walk on my own strength. Yeah. He deserves this praise. Oh, yes, he does. Don't you sit there and act like God hasn't been good to you. <laughs> yeah. Could have been dead and gone. Glory to God. <laughs> yes, Lord. My soul gets happy. When I think about how good he's been. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Wonderful Savior. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done. We're grateful. Your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your patience, your long-suffering towards us. We ask now that you would feed us. Feed us with your word. Send it, Lord. Give us what we need. We need to hear from you. Hey, hey, And we know that whatever we need is in your word. There's enough nutrients in your word to feed all of us. Feed us, oh God. Feed our very souls. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask it all in your name. Amen. Say in Jesus' name. Now put your hands together. Give the Lord some praise. Amen. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. I'll read in your hearing, and then I'll go down to verse 10. Second Peter chapter 3, I want to develop a thought, something that was dropped in my spirit, verses 3 through 5, and then I'll go down to verse 10, Second Peter chapter 3. Verses 3 through 5, and then verse 10. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation 
For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Go down to verse number 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. I, I want to use those few verses to develop the thoughts. Bear with me this morning. Don't get too comfortable. Before you sit down, tell someone. I know they can't see your lips, but perhaps they'll hear you say it. Tell them, don't get too comfortable. You may be seated. It is impressed upon me to bring you this end time message as we rapidly come to the closing of this year. And as I said last week, I'm, I'm amazed because this year perhaps has been the most difficult in many of our lives. We've seen things we've never seen before, didn't think we'd ever come to this. No, you've heard about it. You may have seen some things on TV, but we're actually living in the midst of a pandemic political upheaval and wickedness on a level that I've never seen before and wickedness not just in the world <laughs> but, in the, but in the church these are the last days I say these are the last days and I'm searching my heart as I hope and pray all of us are doing that searching our hearts for the purpose of determining whether or not we're really pleasing in the sight of God. I, I am a believer that we spend too much time trying to please people, not enough time pleasing God. We are worried. A lot of times when you talk to people, 90% of their conversation is, I wonder what they're going to think. I wonder what they're going to say. And very little time wondering, well, how does God feel about all of this? Am I, am I pleasing to him? That, that is a prime opportunity not to judge anyone else except yourself. Doesn't the Bible say, and we read it all the time before we take communion, let a man examine himself. And then Paul says, if you judge yourself, you will not be judged if you judge yourself. And I take that as Pastor Paul saying, you know when you're wrong. Most of us know when you're wrong. We, we like to act like we don't know, but you, you know. When I was a kid, I was good at acting like I didn't know. And I think my mother knew it. So she went upside my head anyway. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Pow! <laughs> yeah. I, I still remember. She's sitting right over there. Uh, I acted like I didn't know. Uh, but I, I knew because I heard her say, don't do it. 
and I tried it. And I think we do God the same way he said it. And we act like we don't know. And as a result, the church in many ways has become complacent. The complacency of the church has become a problem. And when you read the book of Revelation, chapter 3, the Lord Jesus gives us a good picture of a church that had become complacent. Remember Sardis, chapter 3 out of the book of Revelation. Can I take my time this morning? He, he says, and unto the angel of the church in Sardis, write these things, saying, he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Therefore thou shalt not watch. I will come on thee as a thief. In other words, if, if you don't be careful, you'll miss the rapture. If you not careful, I'll come and go and you'll, you'll miss it because he says just like that in the twinkling of an eye um, and if you're not living for me, you'll miss it. Hallelujah. Look at somebody on your row and say, I don't want to miss it. He said, behold, I'll come on thee as a thief and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis which have not defiled their garments and they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy. He that overcometh, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches, giving a good look at a church that had become complacent. And whenever you talk about complacency, you're dealing with smugness, being smug, or you have become uncritical of yourself and even feeling satisfied with self. And notice how I worded it, you're satisfied with your self. And anyone who lives according to those guidelines will eventually develop an illusion, an illusion. And there is an illusion that is attached to complacency. It, it simply means to think you're all right when you're not all right. To think you're saved when you're not saved. To think you're ready so when Jesus comes, you'll make the rapture, but you're really not because you're not living for him at all. It's, it's a feeling of quiet pleasure or security. Hallelujah. Where you're living oblivious to the danger. You're in danger and you, you're oblivious to it. It's, it's, and, and meditating on it, I came across a, a, a picture um, talking about complacency and it, it gave me a picture of a, a man sunbathing on the beach and there was an alligator behind him slowly creeping up and 
he, it, it appeared like he had no clue. He's just enjoying himself in the sun. It, it was a false sense of security. Uh, then he showed a young woman on a roller coaster, and uh, she was too lazy to fasten the seatbelt. Hallelujah. And the, the picture goes on uh, to show that she would not buckle her seatbelt, and she was enjoying the ride until the roller coaster got to one of those turns, and she's hanging out, hallelujah, of that chair, getting ready to plummet right until the moment that she was being ejected from the seat. She was having a good time. That's how a lot of people are living their life. They're having a good time, saying, yes, I'm saved, yes, I'm ready, but it's only an illusion. Hallelujah. You got to be right and know it. Remember that song? Uh, be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. And, and listen, I, I don't want you to mistake complacency for contentment. And a lot of people in church, you confuse being content with being complacent. Uh, and in some ways it might be alike, but uh, people often get the two confused. Contentment is just being satisfied no matter what uh, in all things. Godliness with contentment, the Bible says, is great gain. Can I take my time? Uh, despite the circumstance. And, and so it's a good thing to be content. It's, it's a biblical thing. But complacency, complacency is being satisfied within being lazy or having a nonchalant attitude. And, and it, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm, I would imagine those who are really striving to see Jesus, it, it must bother your spirit to see people having a laid-back attitude as it pertains to salvation. It, it, anything goes. I can do anything. I can go anywhere. I can just do what I want to do and Jesus will just have to accept what I'm doing and that is a dangerous attitude to live in. Complacency is just is being satisfied in my laziness. I'm lukewarm but it's fine. Hallelujah. And he spoke to that in Revelation. He said, I wish you would either be hot or cold. Because if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Hallelujah. All oh, when it's, it's, people feel like now and they treat holiness as though it's passe. It's, it's, it's out of style. Hallelujah. And, and it, it, it should bother the saints to see where so many people are just lowering the standard. Hallelujah. Lowering it, lowering it, lowering it. And, and it almost makes you wonder how low are you willing to go? Uh, and, and not you can't even say lowering anymore. It's almost as if they're throwing the standard down so they can be comfortable in their own skin. Now, I know you didn't come out today to hear this, but it's what God gave me. And there must be a reason why uh, I'm walking down this street. Jesus uh, usually would save the strong words for those who are outside. Many times when you read the scriptures, he's talking to his own children. He would get rough with them at times. And one time he called them empty sepulchers, 
hold them dead. You all dried up. There's no power in you. And I want you to know uh, if we allow ourselves to rest or to live in the place of complacency, we'll lose our joy, our strength. Hallelujah. We'll just lose out completely because we're no longer lifting Jesus up. We're, we're lifting self up. We're, we're no longer, hallelujah, worried about whether or not we're pleasing God, but we're more worried about pleasing our own selves, our own flesh. Complacency is a perfect tool for the devil to lure us into a false sense of entitlement. Hallelujah. Where now, instead of boasting about your salvation, you boast more about uh, how long you've been in church or how long you've sung. And I believe uh, on Judgment Day, people are going to brag about that. Pull out their resume and say, Lord, I preached a thousand sermons and I, I sang all of these songs and people were laid out in the, in the aisle and he'll say, depart from me. I, I know you're not. They'll even say, I cast devils out in your name. Why? Hallelujah. Go through all of this and then when the rapture comes, you miss out with God. I don't know about you, and I'll be the first to raise my hand. I don't want to be left behind. Hallelujah. If you feel like I feel, look at somebody, lift your hands and say, I don't want to be left behind. Yes. When we reach a point where we're satisfied with our own faith, and we no longer run after a closer relationship with God, we're in trouble. You reach a place where you're satisfied with just coming to church every Sunday and wearing your Sunday best and hearing the choir sing. And when you're just satisfied with that, then you're in trouble. You're just content with coming and looking around and all you can talk about is who sang what they sang, who preached what he preached and go on about your life, then you are in trouble. There's more to it than this. You ought to have a desire to run after God, to get closer to him. Hallelujah. And there are some who, uh, because of their complacency, you have gone from an illusion to a delusion. Hallelujah. And I'll read the word for you. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, it says, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. This cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, I need to explain the difference between illusion and delusion because they're different, just like contentment is from complacency. Illusions pertain to the mind. Hallelujah. What you've been thinking. Uh, what you've been holding on in your head and delusions pertain to what you believe. Hallelujah. Illusions can be said to be what fools the mind which you have allowed the enemy to speak to you. It's been in your head all. For instance, uh, there are people who won't speak to you only based on the mental picture they have concerning you. 
Hallelujah. Somebody told them something, they didn't even meet you. But when they finally see you, they're only treating you according to what they heard and the picture that was painted in their head. Hallelujah. But a delusion, hallelujah, pertains to what that individual perceives to be the truth. Hallelujah. You thought about it so long, it was in your head so long, you thought you could get away with it so long until it has become the truth in your life. And the Bible says for this reason, God turned them over to a strong delusion. They heard the truth and they all of a sudden started to reject the truth because they no longer agreed with the truth. Hallelujah. You've been hearing about holiness all these years, and all of a sudden, you've decided that holiness is not what you want, so you begin to lower the standards to make you feel better in your flesh. No wonder the saints don't look like saints anymore. Don't talk like saints anymore. Don't, don't want to live like saints anymore because you've been turned over. That illusion is becoming a delusion. And you really believe now that the lifestyle that you're living is acceptable to God. Look down your row and say, but the devil is a liar. That leads me to the text that we read because it was Peter's desire in defending the gospel to, hallelujah, to speak to the saints concerning what they allow the enemy to plant in their minds. They heard the gospel. They were told, hallelujah, that in order to make it to glory, you have to live a life that is acceptable to your God. Hallelujah. We walk by faith, not by sight, yes, but there are principles. We, we ought to be led by the Holy Spirit because he leads us into all truth. He will not lead you astray. He will not lead you contrary to his word. And when someone tries to drop a seed that is not found in his word, you are not to digest it. You are immediately to spit it out. Don't let anybody mess with your salvation. Don't let anybody plant anything that is contrary to my word. Now, logically, in order for me to do what Peter is saying I need to do, I have to have an understanding of what God's word says. I can't be the kind of saint that only opens the word once a week or once in a while. I have to meditate as David says daily in the word of God. I have to live according to his word. I have to feast on his word. My mind is cleansed by his word. My spirit is regenerated by his word. Hallelujah. So understand because he understood this is why he would tell them that there are certain things you'll need to add to your virtue. You don't, don't be satisfied with just speaking in tongues. Or don't be satisfied only with your church affiliation or who your pastor is. You've got to develop a closer walk with God. 
He must have remembered what Jesus said about his sheep knowing his voice. So when another shepherd gets up and twists the word of the gospel, you'll know that's not God speaking to me. Did not his word say we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices? He does not want us to be tossed to and fro with every wind and doctrine. Stand sure and know God for yourself. Look at somebody say you've got to know him for yourself. Hallelujah. Understand we're here together. There are those who have connected with us via live stream. And there are several of us in the building. But understand on judgment day, there won't be a crowd standing before God. Individually, every one of us will have to see Jesus for ourselves. I won't be able to pull a deacon to testify for me. I won't have time to hire a lawyer to stand with me. It is appointed under every man once to die. I know you won't shout off of this, but after judgments, after death rather, will come judgment. So he is pleading in his writings. He is exhorting us to continue diligently to pursue godliness. I know you go to church, but pursue godliness. I know I see the prayer cap on your head, but pursue godliness. I know you sing on the praise team. You, you play the organ and the piano, but I know you preach, but pursue godliness. I don't just want you to be a member of the choir and be disconnected from the body. I don't want you to preach and be disconnected from the body. I want you to be fully plugged in. I want you to feel me when I move. I want you to hear me when I speak. Hallelujah, I need you to discern the body and understand that I'm still holy. Even when others have lowered the standard, I need you to feel me when I say I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm Jesus still, I'm healer still, I'm holy still. I'm still who I said I am and I want you to be who I declared you should be chase the godliness of God never mind how they feel you be holy never mind what they say you be holy so uh, it's not only the godliness that I, I want you to pursue he, hallelujah and he says pursue because uh, there were so many who were standing even then uh, saying you don't need to do that you you don't what is holiness anyway and uh, they were refuting they were rebuking they they were challenging our holiness uh, saying that's foolishness you you don't have to stop 
doing all of that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even before we get to the garment, there was a lifestyle that involved what holiness was all about. I think we spend too many hours talking about how long the dress is and forget about the soul that's in the dress. See, she changed her clothes, but her heart is still wretched. Hallelujah. He took the earrings out of his ear, but he still has an issue because we only talked about what they had on and forgot that godliness begins on the inner man. So she can change her clothes and still be on her way to hell because she has been disconnected or in some cases never connected to the body of Christ. She, she just followed the rules so she knows the rules but not the word. Oh, I felt that. He just followed the rules but not, so he knows the rules but not the word. Hallelujah. His word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And if I don't look right, his word will tell me I don't look right. I know I'm talking right. Have you ever put it on and before you walked out the house, the Holy Ghost spoke to you and said, you don't look right with that on. It's because when you're connected, you understand I represent my Savior and the kingdom he brought me in. Lift your hands and say, I hear you, Lord. So this is why Peter's not only dealing with godliness, but he's writing us concerning a true knowledge of Christ. Because some of the stuff we say Jesus said, he didn't say. Some of the stuff we say Jesus wants, he don't want. So he's, he is exposing false teaching and the activity of false prophets who have come in to the church telling everybody what they want to hear and not reminding them about the holiness of God. They'll tell you about the new car but they won't say nothing about your sin and Peter had a problem with this. Hallelujah. And the false teaching was circulating among the seven churches of Asia Minor. Thank you. So he gives us why he's writing to us. Hallelujah. I'm only talking to the true believers. I'm only talking to the ones that mean business for the Lord. You really want to make it in. You don't have time for games. You don't have time to fake. Hallelujah. I want to be real for God. I need to talk to the real believers. Those who understand that Jesus might come any moment. And I want to be right. I want to be whole. Those who are striving. I'm not perfect, but I'm doing the best I can. And I'm learning how to live right every day. That's why I love that song. I've learned how to live holy. And I've learned how to live right. 
down your ruins saying I'm still thriving to please my God and he says I want you to be on God because I don't want anybody to trick you out of your salvation I don't want you to believe in that hallelujah that what they're saying is the truth when you've already been told the truth the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life honey if you start believing the lies of the enemy you'll believe anything and you'll walk away from the grace of God and you'll be foolish enough to think you're ready when you're not ready that you're saved and you're not saved I want to be sure I don't want any questions in my mind I want to be sure that my anchor is holding and, and it's gripping the solid rock I gotta stay with God I gotta stay in his word I gotta stay on my knees hallelujah look down your row and tell him you better stay with God don't you let the devil deceive you you better stay with God you better stay with God somebody needs to hear this don't you walk away from this stay with God stay with God hallelujah because if you believe the devil's lie you'll start playing with the standard and the devil will make you feel like what you're doing is okay hallelujah and you'll start saying things like I don't feel convicted hallelujah and you know your lifestyle is totally against the word of God but here you are saying I don't feel convicted and I hear the Holy Ghost say why don't you feel convicted I saved you from that why would I save you from that only to bring you back to what I saved you from uh, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage lowering your standard is a sign that you are living in complacency hallelujah but the devil is a liar I was on my knees and I was meditating on the message and the question came into my spirit what's going on where people are walking away from the gospel what's going on where people that were sweetly saved are saying I don't want to live holy anymore what's going on when the 
faint begins to feel comfortable waddling again in sin I heard the preacher say it's like a dog returning to his vomit hallelujah but there ought to be a song in somebody's spirit today that says I won't go back I won't go back cause Jesus has been good to me and Jesus has set me free but the word says in the last days men will have itching ears giving in to doctrines of devils and seducing spirits hallelujah some will fall away from the faith determined to walk in the opposite direction giving in to false teaching giving in the false doctrine hallelujah and Peter said some will willingly be ignorant they'll know the truth and walk away from the truth how can you neglect so great a salvation after all he's done for you after all the mess he's cleaned up in your life how can you neglect how can you just play with your salvation don't you know that the same God that saved you he's coming back again hey 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 don't you know the same God that brought you out of hell he's coming back again why you living like you don't believe he's coming back why you living Hallelujah, hallelujah, some of y'all are living like God don't see Facebook, but I see you on Facebook, half naked, living like you ain't never been saved, I didn't save you for that, I saved you so you could be with me look down your row and tell somebody 